Yep, yep, I'm good. And the music plays. Mm-hmm. How does it start? So catchy, so catchy. <laughs> Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. Oh, and I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. But not this week, Steve. That's right. In our next episode, we'll be covering Season 2, Episode 1B, The Wish Plant, with special guest Crystal Storm. That's right. Longtime listeners will remember that Crystal was actually our very first guest on the show she yes. joined us for the battle for endor and whoo what a trip we all took together with the battle for endor <laughs> so uh, but do you call it a guest when it's like you know torture right like, oh you're our <laughs> guest <laughs> i guess you could say time. crystal was our first hostage how about that yes <laughs> <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> uh, definitely we definitely got her to we, we tricked her yes, so the we fact did. that she's coming back is yeah. is, is, is yeah. good so well crystal is deep in the world of star wars at the moment because she's been working on this star wars inspired audio drama called legacy so she's going to join us for the episode right. we're going to talk a little bit about her original audio drama as well yeah so you guys have a long history together um <laughs> of watching bad movies right harrowing and, and harrowing so, history together yes, yes. <laughs> So in this episode of Retired Radio Meanwhile series, Three Nice Things, Nick, Crystal, and Eric are forced to say three nice things about Battlefield Earth. Ooh, and that was that was not an easy one. I missed this show. I missed this show. We we had a good time. I was only <laughs> yeah. on I was only guest starred on a few episodes of this show while it was up and running, but Battlefield Earth was certainly a memorable one at that. You've seen it, I'm sure. Uh, I have. Ooh. I, I you know I saw I feel like I I think I saw it twice. I think I saw it because I, I watched the end and I was like, Oh, what movie is that? So then I watched it again. I was like, Oh man, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, it was. So it was. Bad. Weirdly, I kind of enjoy and when we talk about this in the episode, but I did enjoy the book, which I was not expecting at all. Okay. So anyway. Well yeah. You you like that though, right? I mean you like novelizations. So Yeah, but it's not know. a novelization. Oh, it's a it's, it's a thousand right. page it's a, it's a full thousand pages of novel and the movie is actually only about a half of what's in the book. So oh. I think they were planning more, which didn't happen for obvious reasons. <laughs> all right. Obviously. All right. All right, well let's do it. Here's a here's a vintage episode of Three Nice Things featuring our next guest, Crystal Storm. Welcome to Three Nice Things, the podcast that has decided we've been so mean to these movies, it's time to say three nice things. Today, we are talking about the 2000 film, Battlefield Earth. Ugh. I'm Eric Mickles, <laughs> known online as Dust vs. Tweak, and with me is co-host of the podcast, the All the Books show, Nick Gunning. Hi, everybody. And also with us is sci-fi author and streamer, Crystal Storm. Hello, hello. Battlefield oh, yeah. Earth. Oh my gosh! Is yeah. based <laughs> on the first half of the L. Ron Hubbard novel of the same name, and Battlefield Earth was released in May 2000. And if anybody needs like a point of uh, reference for that, that's five days after the movie Gladiator was released in theaters. So <laughs> oh, great timing. This was your chaser. Yeah. Off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, that was a really bad chaser. I've uh, had chasers. <laughs> film 
filmed on a reported budget of $73 million. The movie no went way. on to make $29 million worldwide. I would believe what? if you said this movie was filmed for $7,300. <laughs> I would absolutely believe that. It was just like teenagers in a garage making this movie. Well, there's stuff. What did they spend that money on? There's stuff to say. I want to see a breakdown. Yeah, we'll get into that. Don't worry. That's that's all Travolta's corset. That's most of that money went to keeping Travolta where he needed to be. Battlefield Earth currently sits at a critic score of 3% on Rotten Tomato. (laughs) But it fares better with the audience score at 12%. Yeah, I noticed all the audience scores, though, the usernames were Travolta 1, Travolta yeah. 2, Travolta, Travolta 3, so I <laughs> yep. I question yeah. that. I question Jamie Presley? That. Is it it's Presley? not Jamie Presley. Who's, who's his wife? It's Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. You keep saying yeah. Jamie Presley. Sorry. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. Yeah, she's also in there. She is. Um, all she right. She sure is. So this is where we get into our histories with this movie. When we watched it for the first oh, time, gosh. it had re- re- rewatched it. So, uh, Nick... You're the first. Uh, you're the first person. You're the newest guest. Actually, that's I not am. true. This is airing before Fantastic Four, which we've actually recorded before uh, okay. this one. So Crystal's been here before. Well, but go ahead. L- listen, Crystal. You and I don't know each other, but I feel like after having watched Battlefield Earth, the three of us are now permanently linked. This we is are. like this is like we survived some sort of war zone together. Yes, and from yeah. now on, we we survived a battlefield. <laughs> I will never see. Oh, I will never see John Travolta's face without thinking of Eric. And Crystal Storm. There you go. Here we are together. (laughs) But uh, you asked me when I first watched this movie. Is that Uh what it is? Yeah. Uh, Well, when when you gave me this list of of options, I thought, oh, I mean, I love Travolta, so this is going to be fun. And then I was like, you know what? There's a huge book that this is based on. Maybe I ought to just read the book for (laughs) fun. That's true. So I did. And if you want to hear about that, you can look at the All the Books Show podcast over on SoundCloud.com slash All the Books, because Eric yes. and I do a deep dive into the very detailed, very intricate, very interesting plot of this novel. All 1,000 pages. Nick sat down and just described it. And I got to tell you, I was shocked, but not unentertained. Listen, I was I mean, never bored. I'm telling you what. I watched the, that, by the, the way. That the was, book that to movie comparison is, <laughs> is not good. But uh, anyway, so I read I read the book uh-huh. and it is a, it's a really interesting book. It's it's a it's a good book, I'd say. <laughs> I really think if you're a sci-fi fan, the book is worth uh, reading. I, I don't think that this movie does it justice at all. So I read the book. And I don't was, think this movie does justice to the term movies. I, I agree. But I agree. Honestly, I was after I read the book, I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of want to see this now movie. You're ready. I kind of want to see this movie, you know? And maybe it'll be like because I know the context of the book, the movie mm-hmm. will make more sense to me. But no. 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 <laughs> we sat down and watched this movie just recently. You got grumpy fast. It was it was among the worst experiences I've had in my life. Wow. I really I really feel like I don't like to throw around a lot of absolutes, but I think this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. And I sat through Benjamin Button in theaters. <laughs> wow. And, and I really think this is... Solidarity with Nick on it being the worst movie that Thank you. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Thank I'm you. I'm kind of feeling that too. All right. So, Crystal, is this the first time you watched Battlefield Earth? This is the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, funny story. When I, when I signed up to join the podcast for yep. this particular movie, I thought it was a different movie. Yes. She and described then, uh, it yeah. as the movie where the aliens turn into submarines and Le- Rihanna's yeah. there. And I said, uh, you, yeah. you thought this was Battleship, which yeah, was not. But it is on the future list. And you know what? I read that book, too. So That's, that's amazing. Battlefield, <laughs> Battleship, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, watched it for the first time Wednesday. And hilariously, before Wednesday... 
um, because uh, a mom likes watching. She's a movie buff like I, like I am. And uh-huh. so I said, we got to watch one of these bad movies again. And so she was all for it because I right. made her watch Fantastic Four with me uh-huh. until I told her what the movie was. And then she was like, don't do it. <laughs> like, had, you she, had your mom seen this? Yes, oh. she had. And she was like, don't watch this movie. I'm like, I have to. I gotta yeah, her motherly instincts kicked in and she had to protect <laughs> you. She's like, please, Crystal. <laughs> Uh, so I watched it with my sister, and the both of us were trying to come up. She was trying to assist me yeah. with coming up with the uh, the, the three nice, nice yeah. parts. So I did enjoy, by the way, your recap, Nick, on all the book shows. Oh, thank of you. The novel. It, and, I, and I'm torn because I'm listening to this recap, and I'm like, I understand what you were saying about how you were never bored yeah. with with the book, but then I'm listening to the recap, and I'm like, so this sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound interesting enough for me to read it. It's not a thousand pages. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Nick's 30-minute summary is probably the way to go. Yeah. When he's talking yeah. about the space banking and the uh, yeah. basically the Mad Men style of this book, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, this is probably better than sitting down and reading this yeah. forever. But you know, I just I don't read a ton of books like that, so I wasn't expecting to have yeah. as good a time as I yeah. had. So yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll say that for, for listeners. It. Nick is not a fan of the book Dune, but he liked the book Battlefield Earth. That's that's, that's fair. Yeah. That's but fair. you know what? The Dune movie is also on the list. Yeah, okay. The 1980 whatever movie. All right, all right. Um, oh, I need to be on for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I I first was aware of this movie when it was probably coming out on DVD, I don't remember ever seeing a movie trailer for it, but mm-hmm. I had that we had just gotten like cable mm-hmm. in the year 2000, me and my family. Yeah. And so we had the TV Guide channel. Okay. And they would just constantly show like a 30 second or maybe a minute trailer of this. I don't know what, you, I don't know how you would make a trailer for this. I, There's I remember. not a single frame of it, film. It that's must have been 30 seconds because it was short and it was basically John Travolta saying, when we came to your planet, it took nine minutes to destroy your people or whatever. And then you saw Johnny just running through explosions yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh, this doesn't look bad. And But I, I never watched it. I just know they showed this a lot in the year 2000 on uh, the TV Guide channel. And then that was it until I was like, oh, everybody's saying this is the worst movie of all time. And then I just watched it for the first time recently with Nick. Because yeah, I, I put it on the list having never seen it, but knowing its reputation yeah. demanded it need to be on this. Book. And my, my only experience with it, probably, like in 2000 when this came out, I would have mm-hmm. been in high school, but... I, I don't remember it coming out. I only remember hearing that yeah. it was the worst movie ever made. I don't even remember, like, because, we'll, we'll get into it, but they couldn't find funding, they couldn't find producers, production companies for the movie. So this wouldn't have even been on, like, you know, when DVDs were coming out and they would show their, like, we've put yeah. the Matrix on DVD. Right. It wouldn't even be, like, in a montage of yeah. DVD trailers because nobody had this. I'm pretty sure, I remember, I worked at a public library about this time, uh-huh. and I'm pretty sure this was a double VHS tape situation. Ooh, and no. I just can't imagine. No. I can't imagine that. All right. Well, let's um, let's get into some facts about this movie. So we, always, we like to talk about actors who dodge the bullet with these bad movies, <laughs> but... The only actor who truly dodged the bullet is John Travolta because he originally wanted to play Johnny, but the lead hero. But by the time the film was made, he felt he was too old for the role. Yeah. So unfortunately, he took another bullet and was cast as Turl, the villain of the movie. So uh, thoughts, thoughts before we get into it on John Travolta, had he played the lead hero? Well, I mean, again, having, having read the book, I just... 
John Travolta is 100% wrong for both roles. <laughs> he is wrong for... There's not a role in this yeah. that I would read and think like, you know who'd be good at this? John Travolta. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was he was awful, as was Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Crystal? I have to okay. say. Was there anybody but... Okay, to be fair, is there anybody suited for this role? Like, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. You know, as, as written in the movie, I think no. Yeah, Johnny's a thankless role, I think. Just yeah. a lot of grunting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so John Travolta as John. as the long-haired. Uh, yeah. yeah. You Look know at... what? I he could have played that. I think you know, as ridiculous as he was as the villain, mm -hmm. and I guess the script didn't help him out any because uh, I'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know what? Sure. He. Uh, you know what? I think he could have pulled that one off too. All right, there you go. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing I'll say about Travolta: you cannot convince him of just like phoning it in he he is there and he's turned all the way up to 140 he yeah. is in every scene he's like <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's yeah. just like crazy he's nuts and I mean, not he's, holding he's back so this this movie happened because it was a passion project for travolta okay and it always had been what? uh he met l ron hubbard and l ron hubbard gave him a signed copy of battlefield earth the book and this was this was his like passion project he even went he even said this was his use of his power the the real use of his power he felt like if he couldn't use wow. his professional power to make this movie then what good was was he wow so basically after he revitalized his career in 1994 with pulp fiction he began to campaign to get this movie made and he asked quentin tarantino to direct but Tarantino declined, and then I imagine faded into shadow. <laughs> yeah, it was like never discuss my name with this. Yeah, it was like well, back away slowly. Yeah. Travolta had described this film as Star Wars, but better. And oh. prepare yourself for this. He described it as the Schindler's List of science fiction films. <sighs> Boy. Wow. He described it that way to people. It's more wow. like the Caddyshack Two of science fiction well. films. <laughs> Yeah. Awful. So wow. as stated, I had told you guys that the budget had been reported to be $73 million. Yeah. However, yeah. an FBI investigation into the production company responsible for the film, known as Franchise Pictures, the FBI had found that they had lied about the budget to scam investors, and the production of the film was actually $44 million. Wow. So due to the lawsuits from the investors, Franchise Pictures would... Go bankrupt. Wow. Uh, so the movie made about $30 million and still couldn't get back its $44 million. After its release, Travolta would continue to defend the movie, saying if he had a chance, he would make the movie again. Wow. Okay. Proving to be the true villain of this film. Again, like, here's here's all I will I, say. No. Here's all I will okay. say. <laughs> Turl and Johnny in the book have uh -huh. a very, very intense interesting relationship where they're constantly doing this like game of chess with each other it's it's really it's a it's a unique relationship and right. i feel like that could be adapted in a really good way so if travolta really was a huge fan of the book and was looking at that i get why he wanted to do it but wow. i don't get why he would defend it as is well reportedly tom cruise hated the movie and had warned <laughs> against it there there's reports saying he warned Warner Brothers to pass and not do this wow. and was not happy with it. And uh, But he's, there's no records of that. However, there have been multiple right. reports after that saying, no, that Tom Cruise did that. 
George Lucas and Quentin Tarantino thought it was a decent science fiction film, but there's no record of them saying that. Hmm. Just other people saying that's what they said. So Travolta uh -huh. and other uh, people, PR, would say, yeah, Lucas and Tarantino thought it was a decent science fiction film, but there's no, like, Tarantino says. Right. So Listen, I believe that George Lucas of the year 2000 might have enjoyed this film. <laughs> <laughs> that prequel era yeah. George Lucas, the man can't be trusted. That's true. That would have been a year after yeah. Phantom Menace. Oh. Yeah. So there was a sequel planned, which was supposed to cover the rest of the book because this movie only was about half or 400 pages of it. However, after the critical and financial failure of the movie, all plans were scrapped. I, Shocker. I yeah. just, I cannot believe this. Like, yeah. look, look, reading reading the book and watching this movie, I don't see how you could ever adapt the second half of the I book. I don't know, Like, man. they strip away all the nuance of yeah. it, and by making it so there's like 40 human characters yeah. instead of just Johnny, like, mm -hmm. you lose all the intricacy of... of what's happening in it so like for me everybody in this movie johnny included comes across as a stupid idiot mm -hmm. like it's like this person's stupid yeah. this person's stupid they're yeah. stupid with each other yeah. so how then you go to like trying to get a mortgage a yep. space mortgage to buy back space earth with these mortgage. stupid yeah. characters no way so let's spoil the film quickly yeah. okay. so nick yeah. why don't you've read the book okay so why don't we also make you Spoil the film. Summarize the film. Basically, yes. Oh. For people who haven't seen the movie before okay. we get into it. All right. Wow. Okay. Go, Nick. You got sure. this. All right. All right. Just got to stop my nose from bleeding for a second here. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I can do it. I can do it. So Earth is pretty much desolate at this point. All right. You, you're going around and you're seeing that the, that the Earth is... You see mountains. You don't see cities. We see a very primitive village where they're all... Living in caves. Yeah, living in caves and being like, this is it. There's nothing else. You're just staying right here. Mm -hmm. Um... Our hero, first of all, why is everybody's hair wet? We don't have to get into that. Yes, but why, everybody's hair is why wet during are Johnny, the movie. And first of all, in the book, his name is Johnny Goodboy Tyler. Nobody I don't calls think him we Good ever Boy. heard Goodboy. Actually, Boy I read somewhere movie. we don't find out his name is Johnny till like a half hour into the movie. Oh, or, absolutely. Or maybe more. Yeah. So. Yeah, Johnny and Chrissy were the main. Anyway, so we see Johnny and Chrissy. Johnny's burying his father, and basically he decides to go out into the world. So so far, we're pretty similar. To the book. Okay. Okay. Then you have the uh, you have Turl and you have Kerr and you have the other Cyclos, basically strip mining, which mm -hmm. again similar to the book. Uh, Johnny goes off, finds himself in a, a shopping mall, meets yep. some other people who yep. are like scavengers. Uh -huh. They all get captured by Turl. Well, one gives in... him one gives him a piece of glass. Yes. That will last as a dagger. Yeah. For the whole, for the movie. whole movie. The whole movie. That glass will never break. I gotta say too, props to the glass in that mall, which stood unbroken for a thousand years. Uh, yes. Until Johnny stumbled into it. But anyway, you've got yes, Johnny. That, did you? Did we mention this is in the year three thousand? The year three thousand. Yep. So you've got Johnny and some stragglers in a mall. They're they're scavenging things. Turl and the other cyclos come along, pick them up, take them back to base, and are basically I I don't really know what the plan is with the humans because it doesn't start the out. Cyclos the cyclos think that the humans are as brain dead as can be. Right. They're basically cattle. But okay. They, so let me. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Was it ever explained why they were taking the humans? Like before they, we get into yeah. the no, whole because thing, which I'll talk about in my review. Yeah. But, because Travolta. Like, okay. Travolta's sure. character says humans can't use weapons, humans can't use machines, humans are stupid, and yet they're still collecting them, yeah, but we never see them doing anything. Yeah, see, in, again, again, in the book, Turl, as an individual, steals Johnny to help him because he, Turl needs Johnny to use, like, human equipment. Right. So, like, that makes sense. Them just, like, hurting yeah. thousands of people that Not they have no plan for yeah. doesn't make any yeah. sense. So, you have yeah. all the people locked up. Uh, Turl thinks he's getting off the planet. Nope. 
no, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not he's getting, not getting off the planet. No, he thinks he is, but he's not. And they're like, guess what? You're going to stay here forever. So now yeah. he's an awful actor and disgruntled. <laughs> and he basically comes up with a plan that's like, hey, we need gold because apparently gold is valuable in gold space. Gold is valuable in space. Yes. So they need their space gold. And so Turl gets the idea of like, let's train the humans to mine. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, he traps Johnny's girlfriend Chrissy, whose name I don't know if we hear in the movie. I can't but remember. Chrissy's trapped, and basically he's, Johnny's sort of being held hostage, and he's got to take these guys out. But Turl, yeah. John Travolta, yes. is teaching Johnny things in a like a learning machine. Yes, he's teaching so him that a he can machine. use machines yes. and help him train because because the cyclos cannot breathe on Earth, right? And so they can't really do these right. things. They need the humans to do it, yes. right? So Johnny's John, the only one now who can speak. Yes, cyclos. Johnny can communicate both with human and with the cyclos yeah. character. So he's he, a really crucial. He's like fan. Detective Pikachu. Yes, so. yes, he is. Yes, he is. Way less funny, but <laughs> other than that, he's like Detective Pikachu. So then, uh, basically, Johnny's been going around looking in libraries and things. Finds Fort Knox. Yep. Takes his crew to Fort Knox. Gets the gold bars. And then is stockpiling the rest of the gold. It should be said, Travolta says, we're going to be watching you this whole time. And yet somehow (laughs) the humans are able to sneak off from the valley they're supposed to be mining to. They take a ship. And flies over at a certain time. I guess that's it. Yeah, Yeah, I saw it. You see a drone like once and it's like, well, what's the point of... Yeah. Anyway, so Johnny's stockpiling gold, which again, I don't think is really explained why they want the gold, why yeah. they care about gold, but they Le- do. Leverage. Leverage. Yeah. Oh, Turl comes back If to... you start drinking, yeah. when they say the words leverage, yeah. man yes. animal, or rat tail, yeah. you will die you will by die. the end of you this movie. Die. You will. Uh, you will he die. only calls him Johnny an animal in the book. He never says man animal. They say man... I looked it up 28 times. They I say man that. animal. It felt like a thousand. Leverage is a big thing, but it works a little bit more in the book because it's just like Turl's thing. He's not... If they're, well, they're probably not idiots using yeah. leverage yeah. in the book. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's what I really like about like book Turl versus movie Turl. Movie Turl is a big, dumb, idiot jerk. Yes. Uh, book Turl is a clever big jerk you know what i mean yeah. anyway so turl comes back and he's like give me my gold and he's like wait why the heck is it in bricks and johnny's like i smelted it because you're cool <laughs> and travolta's like that checks out uh and then they they continue on and the the humans kind of are amassing a little bit of force and they pretty much take it to the cyclos and their goal is to destroy the dome that the cyclos are in because then yep. they won't be able to breathe they but... find they find uh, uh airplanes that yes. have lasted a thousand years yes. with fuel that okay. have lasted a thousand years yeah. And then they use those no. airplanes. Yeah, in the book, you told me that it's supposed to be airtight. Yeah, but I the, still don't think gas, whatever the jets yeah. use for fuel, I don't think that lasts. They, they find like a bomb shelter, which is designed to last. So it right. makes a little bit more sense, not a ton of sense. So anyway, that's their plan. They're going to go and destroy the dome. Also, they're going to teleport a, a nuke yep. to Cyclos. The planet. Uh, which does happen. And they blow it up. The entire planet. Whatever nuke they use is strong enough to blow up the whole surface of the planet and then cause the planet to explode into space You're left with dust. Just dust. That's how strong the bomb is that they teleported. And then uh, basically the humans kind of take that back. Most of the cyclos are done. Turl is kept alive and imprisoned, and then the, the sequel that the, never happens. The humans are gonna go and kind yes. of retake but the Earth. Movie's not done because the end credits have the grossest green yeah. font yeah. for the entire end yeah, credits. It was made with like Nickelodeon. <laughs> Why did slime. you watch that? Well, I wanted to see. I'm like, do they use oh this green God. the whole yeah. time? And they do. Yeah. It is the worst is color the worst. font it in my worst. I've ever seen. 
Um, the movie's also shot entirely in Dutch angles. Yeah, what the heck? Dutch it, was like, it was like we were watching the Adam West Batman show. Um, like... I read they they did that because they wanted it to feel like a comic book. But if comic books looked like Battlefield Earth the movie, yeah. I would not read comic books. They wanted it to look like a comic book. It looked like a two-hour dingy fever dream. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Nick hated it. I hated it. I thought this this actually made me hate Travolta's acting so much. I retroactively <laughs> feel like maybe he's been bad in everything. Huh. It, it had the power to make me hate him in Pulp Fiction and uh, wow. Get Shorty. I'm like, maybe he's never been good hmm. because this is, it is a, it is some of the worst acting I've I think, ever seen I out of anybody. I think he had one one Setting. second yeah. of good acting. Mm -hmm. I think there was one. All right. When he notices Kerr. His, Kerr is like his little henchman partner, if you haven't seen the Forrest movie. Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Mm -hmm. He notices in a in an aerial shot that there is gold, and he doesn't want Kerr to see it, and so he like notices in a shrewd way and kind of redirects the conversation. Yeah. And I thought, in those like three seconds, yeah. he actually did a little bit of acting. But the rest yeah. of the time, he was like in a local commercial. It yes. was terrible. It, uh, it's also shot in... The writer, the, the original writer who tried to write the script and got uh, fired from it, has also stated this complaint that there is so much slow motion in this movie. Yeah. Like every unnecessary, unnecessary slow yeah. motion. Yes, every every cut, every per character turning around is in slow motion. That yeah. I have to believe it would be a forty minute movie Absolutely. if they cut it. If they filmed it in real Definitely time. Definitely a one VHS tape movie. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you noticed this, Crystal, but I I yelled this. I just like yelled it out loud to Nick that every shot or every set has one color. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then. When you're in another set, one so when you're outside, yellow. Yeah. In the ship, yeah. blue. Yeah. In the sewers, red. Yeah. And it's just it's maddening. It is. Because but apparently the uh, cinematographer of this had talked about uh, mainly because the budget, as I said, was lower than they said it was, and Travolta's uh, his his uh, his salary took a lot of the budget. I bet it did. Um, yeah. And he, he said that he had worked on indie films with a million dollar budget that had more money for lighting wow. than Battlefield Earth did. Wow. And wow. I guess that's just it. He was just trying to do the best he could. Well, let, yeah. let's let's talk about this for a minute because to me this was among the worst parts of this movie. Crystal, what did you think of just the overall look of this thing? Oh. <laughs> you know what? I had many, many, many problems with this movie. And the, you know what? When somebody told me that it was made in 2000, uh -huh. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I thought this movie was made back in like 1980, 1990, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I did not think yeah. that this movie was made in 2000. Mission and Impossible 2 was 2000. Right. Gladiator was 2000. Right, it was 2000. So the first X-Men movie was in 2000. If, if you know, this movie had been made in the late 80s, at one point, Johnny would have found, like, a shining red convertible somewhere and driven it around. Yeah. Then it would have been an 80s movie. I Honestly, I felt like there was not a single shot. And again, I mean, it's, I know it's an absolute, but I really, for the life of me, couldn't tell you an image that was pleasant to look at. All of their yeah. costumes, all of their facial expressions. Their wet hair. Their wet hair. Like, the inside of the ship, the weird CGI in places, yeah. even, like, the skyline, the mountains, yeah. everything in this looked like it's ugly garbage. Yeah. Continue, Crystal. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, no, you know... <laughs> but there were... <laughs> Hearing Nick describe the book and the uh -huh. first half, 
there were a lot of interesting threads. And I yeah. don't know if anybody's familiar here with the work of Zechariah Stitchin and like the Anunnaki and all that. So the idea of like aliens coming down here and like grabbing humans and making mm-hmm. them mine for gold, that's like really familiar for people who are like in UFO circles and conspiracy theories. Like okay. we've heard that before. Right. So all that kind of stuff is like super interesting. Right. Um, so the fact that they, I don't know who wrote this script and I don't know why they had such a big budget that they couldn't give you like, I don't know, just a good movie. Just right. like, not even like maybe like a C movie. A B, this was like an F plus movie. Like yeah. I don't even, I can't. <laughs> I felt like John Travolta was trying his hardest to bring some kind of personality, something to the character, mm. but then would be confused about the character. Yeah. So I blame that kind, I feel like that he's reading the script and like on this page, the character's supposed to be this. And then right. on page 10, the character's supposed to be. And that's what we saw. So I don't necessarily blame him for the acting. So there's just no saving this. He, no, you know what? He no saving it. He does a voice through the whole movie. Like his, his enunciation, it's like he's doing the Duke from Moulin Rouge with the way he says every lie. He's like, oh, you're trying to get leverage on me, John Travolta. And it's like, who told Travolta he could talk like that? I I feel like if if he truly is like a fan of the book, I I feel like he's having this war between what the character's supposed to be and how it is. Well, he's not just a fan of the book. He's a fan of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, I know he is. I I I feel like that's just an actor trying to be like a good professional to support the movie you're in. I feel like that's what that is. <laughs> well, just... he staked so much on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. it seems yeah. like no, yeah. he wanted to make uh, L. Ron Hubbard proud, and he, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, I don't think was alive for this. Yeah, so. no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> you needed a you better know, script. You needed, you, I mean, because he it, needed a better. I feel like it's not just the you script. You had the acting chops for this. Like, I mean, you've got John Travolta, you've got Forrest Whitaker. I even feel like the actor who played Johnny is familiar for some reason. Barry Pepper. Yeah, Barry Pepper is in things. Yeah. He, he most recently in was things. in the. So, uh, a couple of Kennedy miniseries where he played Bobby Kennedy and actually he does a really good job. So he can act. Yeah. So there wasn't, I mean, the, the actors in this weren't terrible. It was literally mm. just like watching a train wreck for yeah. me. I feel like you maybe could have done, like this was never going to be like an A plus movie, but I feel like it didn't have to be as bad as it yeah. was. Well, you know, again, like but you, there you, was, I mean, but like you guys said, like the cinematography, like yeah. some of the, I mean, Every... some of the costumes, the yep. shots, Every brick in this wall was bad. There, so yeah. you just, like, there's no, like, maybe if we had yeah. painted the wall a yeah. different color, yeah. it's like, no. Yeah. Every part of this wall is just, yes, it's, it's, it's terrible. The garbage bricks. Yeah, the garbage, the garbage bricks. bricks. The garbage and the thing bricks. that's so funny is we keep talking about the budget and how, like, cheap everything looks. Again, if you actually adapt the book, 90% of the first half is Turl and Johnny in, like, an industrial area, occasionally <laughs> in, like, caves. Yeah. So, like, they could have done that it's like they wanted to make a big star warsy space well, movie. well this is star wars but better i know that it's like that's what they wanted they wanted like the big spectacle but yeah. it doesn't fit with the source material so they tried to like cram it all in mm-hmm. and what you have is this weird amalgamation that is just unpleasant to watch yeah when they had the like the feeding tube was squirting out that oh, like gross mush. food paste and they yes. like smashed it in each other's faces and we're eating this like horrible like worm poop out of each other's yep. hands I just like yeah. I'm like I can't look at this. Yeah. I cannot look yeah. at this gross movie yeah. anymore. You know, My I started diligently taking notes act. and I had to give up. Yeah, yeah. My I, favorite part was the third act because at, it was at that point that I completely did not understand what was going on in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I yes. was trying so hard to pay it attention. It was so incomprehensible. And then, there, right. As soon it as seemed like, and I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, all right, I got the plan. They're revolt. Pull that up. 
they're gonna blow up the planet. I got the plan. Then the plan started, and I'm like, I have no idea what anybody is doing. Their revolt no to take back the planet just seemed like yelling in the streets and breaking whatever glass they found. And yes. then that was it. And then like the the other cyclos are like, eh, yeah, whatever, yeah. So we could this movie could, could get a lot of hate, but that's not what yeah. we're gonna do in this podcast. So it's time for us to say <laughs> our three nice things, Nick. You're the you're the book fan, so why don't you start us off with your first nice thing? You want me to say a nice thing? You have to say your first of three. You have nice to say things. three, Nick. <laughs> this is if I could just share with the two of you as brothers in arms. Uh, <laughs> this is the mistake I made. Uh-huh. You keep saying like I think it's going to be fun to watch these movies, and then I realize no, they're garbage. Right. I really thought this will be a fun time we'll have a good time watching mm. it together we'll be able to laugh at this yep. crappy movie there is nothing enjoyable about we this were movie. i was afraid to pause it with in in doing so finding out there was still an hour left i did not want to pause and see the timestamp. having a running clock on this would have unhinged me in ways <laughs> that i can't even describe yeah i would never have come back from it so that you doesn't seem choice. like a very nice thing i'm sorry <laughs> let me uh, yes uh okay 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 uh, I'm going to focus on, on there's one scene. There's one scene mm-hmm. that I thought, okay, the two of them are, are enjoying themselves. Two they're, of who? They're having a good time. There's a scene between, uh, Turl, so Travolta, uh-huh. and Forrest Whitaker's Kerr. Uh-huh. And it's all about them trying to figure out, or Travolta's trying to figure out where the, uh, the tape with the damning, incriminating evidence is. Oh, right. Do you remember this scene? Oh, yes. And, yep. and Kerr's kind of yeah. like, where could it be? And Travolta's like, oh, I wonder what you did with that. And they yeah. kind of like bounce back and forth in this thing that to me felt like an outtake because right. like they're enjoying this. Yes. They're playing off each other. Yeah. They're responding to each other in a way that does not happen in any... Yeah, Forrest Whitaker basically has his finger to his lips going, mm-mm, yeah. not yeah. there. <laughs> and honestly, every scene outside of that, if you told me that all of these actors were just filmed in front of green screens and never actually saw each other or interacted yeah. and just gave cold line readings, I would believe it. Mm-hmm. But the one scene where... Kerr has hidden this damning tape uh-huh. and Travolta's trying to like figure out where it is yep. and they have this little playful banter for mm-hmm. maybe like 10 seconds. I thought, well, that's kind of fun. Okay. All right. That's that's it. Well, yeah. And this is how slim the pickings are. For, for listeners who, um, th- there's a big thing in Cyclo's culture yeah. about having leverage yes. on somebody. Right. If you have leverage, you are it's currency. your goal. It's the yes, currency. It's currency. It really is. So uh, that Travolta... That does not translate well into the movie, by the no, way. No, no. So basically... <laughs> To get leverage is a big deal. Yeah. And yes, Forrest Whitaker throughout the movie is trying to figure out how he can get leverage. And yeah. he's kind of like, is this leverage? Whoa! Yeah. Turtle keeps besting him and Kerr's yeah. just like trying to do his best. Yeah. So, Which again, in the book, Turtle becomes a really oh a, a crucial component because he and Johnny kind of yeah. form this alliance mm-hmm. that, that's, that really works. Yeah. There's so much at play. But in the movie, <laughs> it does not translate in the slightest. So that's my first nice thing. All right, Crystal. What's your first nice thing about Battlefield Earth? The movie! The movie. That scene where the dude got his head his head explode? Awesome. The, the head explosion scene was epic. With the collar? Oh, with the collar. Yes, yes, oh. the collar scene. I enjoyed That's that. a little ghoulish. I know. <laughs> I is, was like... Is that not the same <laughs> scene with the cows? Yeah, that is the cows. We didn't even talk about that. When he starts shooting legs off cows. When they meet the the Scots, which also, like, okay, so I, and now I'm laughing even harder about this movie. 
I remember, Nick, when you were giving the review of the book, you were talking about how Johnny goes on this quest or whatever, and then eventually he meets, like, the Scots. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I'm watching this movie, and then all of a sudden I'm assuming these are the Scots, they show up. Yep. But then three scenes later, we're in Fort Knox. Yeah. Where the heck is this movie taking Oh, you know place? what? You know what? That is a major problem in the book. That's the thing. It's like geography makes no sense. They're yeah. like, hey, we'll just pop over to England for a second. We'll just, yeah. we're in Colorado. We're in, it's just like, yeah, okay. Maybe their yeah. ships are just super amazing. Yeah. But So okay. Crystal's describing a scene then where Turl, yes, he proves what a good shot he is by shooting cows. And there is just a cow. Yeah. And we see its front left leg just right. go flying yeah. off the hinges yeah, into the distance. Off. Cauterize that. That was great. No, but I'm talking about the scene where he puts the collar on And then on he the puts the collar on the guy and, and then blows yeah, him up. Yeah, yeah, one of the Scots. Yeah, so they don't yeah. say it in the in the movie, but that's Robert the Fox who shows up. Yeah. And again, <laughs> he and Johnny have this really great alliance. And they go to Scotland because Turl is scanned and found that there's a Scottish settlement. So it's not accidental. Yeah like it is in the movie but um yeah and so turtle takes the collar that he's going to use as leverage against johnny and tests it on it is it robert the fox's son it's somebody i don't remember it's a, everybody it's a, freaks out it's like a teenager i basically. didn't connect to anybody i don't know anybody yeah he blows the kid's head off and it's like there you go that's what happens um what's funny about that scene too crystal is that it's another john travolta does this multiple times in the movie where he says he makes a promise but then he's just so darn literal about it so yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, I won't blow up your friend's head, and then he gives the <laughs> detonator. To somebody's like, he will, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, my gosh, yeah. look, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I am a fan of Travolta. I was ready to give him the benefit of the yes. doubt for this, but he does not earn that. No. Kelly no. Preston almost had me in no. the scene where she comes and is like seducing Turl, uh-huh. but then she just starts like. A giant, giant tongue, tongue comes out and licks like everything, licking his legs. I mean, it was it was it was horrific. My first nice thing yes. is I don't know why, but I like the whole bit of Travolta and Forrest Whitaker trying to find out humans' favorite food oh, or yeah. man animals' favorite <laughs> man food animals. Yeah, by saying whatever they eat, that will be their favorite food. Yeah, but because the people are starving and they see rats, they just lunge for the rats yeah. and eat them. And so Travolta's like, ah, man animal's favorite food is yeah. rats. Yeah. And because why would he eat those if he has everything else? Right. It's like, it's it's just so funny. But you know what it makes me think of? It makes me, the movie does a terrible job at this. Yeah. But it is kind of the idea of a super advanced alien species coming to Earth and having no, and just looking at us as like dumb animals. Yeah. And having right. no idea what to do with us and like, we would just seem we would just be so primitive to them and just be like rats ourselves. So the idea that they just have to like, oh, they're eating rats, they must like rats. Like mm-hmm. on a science fiction level, that's a fun premise of the whole advanced civilization looking down on us. Man's favorite food is rats. But so, why do you jump right to favorite food? I don't know. You know what I mean? And he takes the extra step of like, and he must really love it raw. It He's just, not cooking it. It yeah. just seems like, uh, yeah. Well, we're I mean, mad that, animals. That is from the book, but of course <laughs> yes. it plays out better. Yeah. They take a science fiction element that I don't think we see a lot when aliens invade, because usually it's just them blowing us up and everything. So the whole idea of like, oh, does mad animal like to go for walks? Anytime, anytime anyone was eating in this movie, oh. I was repulsed. Oh. Yes. When oh, they're yeah. eating around oh, the campfire, yeah. oh, it's oh, disgusting. Yeah. When they're eating the slime, it's disgusting. Yeah. When they're eating the rats, you know it's... Yeah. All right, Nick. Second favorite, second nice thing. I'm sorry. I don't want to do this. You have to. <laughs> Fine. All right. Um, <laughs> Say another this nice is... thing about Battlefield Earth, oh the movie. You, you owe me at least a ride to the airport after this. 
Uh, boy, boy, oh boy. Well, I'll help you move on my Saturday. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a librarian, and I enjoyed the prominent use of libraries mm-hmm. in the thing. Libraries yeah. were shown to be important. Yeah. He was finding all the information. It's really... In the, the movie mo- in tried to be as majestic as it could yes. with his view of the library. It did. And, and really, I mean, the library is as the reason... Could is what turned the tide. It saved mm-hmm. the human race yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Johnny's able to use the books. He's able to yeah. look at maps. He's able to figure out what Fort Knox yeah. is. And he's able to use that against Kerr and yeah. Turrell because, because all of yeah. that was in the library. So I thought that was a positive message. Yeah. That was a positive takeaway yeah. and one that applies to... You should go to your local library. Story. They offer all their services for free. That's right. And all you have to do is get a library card. You can yeah. just go in, check out books. Yeah. They have programs that are free for you there's yeah. story times for your children uh, they still have a dvd collection if you can't stream movies with some them. have podcasts yep we have no. the free free internet access yep. the libraries are great so don't wait until yeah. the year 3000 for cyclos yeah. to destroy everything to <laughs> no. appreciate your library don't appreciate it, them now when it comes to libraries don't be a turl <laughs> be yep. a johnny good boy tyler yep that's that's the name of the main character. We should remind you, because yeah, the movie didn't. Yeah. So that's that's my second one. All right, Crystal, you have to say ne- second nice thing too. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if this is count as a nice thing about the movie, but I'm gonna try. You so, know, we're gonna take whatever you say yeah. because this. Okay. Is I should gonna... I should throw this this movie. We've watched. We've we've recorded a few of these. This movie was the hardest. I, I had had, to, this is the most I've ever had to reach for yeah. nice things. With the other ones, I usually have like one or two by the time the movie's over, and then I'm thinking about the third one. This one, as soon as the movie was over, I'm just like, I got nothing. Yeah. And yeah. so this this movie really had made me stretch my muscles for yeah. this. So go I ahead, agree. Crystal. Yeah. This will count. I, I, uh, I liked the plot point about how humans got smarter by taking the knowledge from the aliens. Because mm-hmm. um, mm. I'm kind of big on that sort of like mythology and like yeah. in history. And, Almost like, uplifting. Like, right, 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 right. This whole idea that humans, because they always refer to these aliens throughout the movie as like the gods, the primitive humans. Gods, yeah, monsters, yeah. yeah. Gods. Right, so I'm linking that back to, you know, us not being like the gods and then we take mm-hmm. the knowledge from the gods. So that yeah. was a really interesting yeah. plot point, even though it was done the way it was done. That I is a lot that. of pathos you're yes. you're imposing onto a movie that didn't have any of itself. So, <laughs> But I, I enjoyed that. Yes. It reminded me of other cool things. Yeah, yeah there's, there's interesting science fiction concepts in here. Like uh, yes. David Brin's uplift trilogy is really good of the idea that like or all species in the in that universe like uplift other species to make them smarter and the movie tries that and like i said it tries the whole like advanced civilization it's just maybe in any other movie (laughs) yeah so yeah johnny does use this knowledge uh, i know i know that we've tried to like give the the actors a bit of a pass because the material was such a dung heap but like I sort of think with more interesting people in these roles... There's just no scenery chewing. Like, I think Travolta thinks he's chewing the scene. There are bad movies that can be entertaining because you have a great actor in there who just True. knows where he is. Yeah. And, like, I always think of Raul Julia as M. Bison in Street Fighter because yeah. that's a pretty bad movie. But Raul Julia just devours the screen and mm-hmm. says all his lines like he's working for the Shakespeare Company. Yeah. And... Tr- it's like Travolta's trying to do that with that like upper crust voice. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it just, 
it's just him falling on his face. Well, he's such a he's such an unlikable character, and even in the book, <laughs> yeah. like you have to have a reason to yeah. care. You know, you have to you have to be a little invested in what Turl wants, even yeah. if you don't want him to get it. You have no. to care about that. Yeah. And I think I think somebody who like got that and mm-hmm. was a little bit more in the zone yeah. could have pushed even this version of Turl yeah. so far over the top that yeah. you'd see him and kind of chuckle. Yeah. The difference Travolta is bad acting versus hammy acting. Yeah. And Travolta's mm-hmm. trying to be hammy, but it's bad. Yeah. And so yeah. we need yeah. somebody who can do hammy acting well, yeah. and nobody could do this. I mean, this is almost... I, yeah, I don't know who... I can't like cast this yeah. and make it better. No, no, I can't either. So, but Travolta, you know what? I would have rather someone. I would have rather someone jumped into this role and really just. I mean, because Travolta felt like yeah. he was trying to make him almost humorous at times. Yeah. And I guess I would have rathered him just said, "Okay, this guy is a bad dude." Yeah. Yeah. It makes you question. And just played that the entire time. It makes you like, question how Travolta yeah. is a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, Travolta's good in many things, but actually, I think, Crystal, I think you just nailed it. I think that really is the problem, because in order to sell that, you have to play it completely straight. Like, Travolta yeah. has to play it as if mm-hmm. he is playing the most serious, yeah. like, the most right. devious, like, real, true yeah. villain, mm-hmm. and he played it like a cartoon. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did. It almost, it almost felt a little like his character in Face Off a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yes. But even that was, like, a thousand times better, yes. right? Yeah. So it's almost like yeah. when he plays a villain, yeah. he's one-dimensional. Like, yeah. he's got one type of yeah. villain. He it, takes, it takes a lot for a movie to make you wish that Nicolas Cage was in here yeah. doing his thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, Nicolas please, Cage is Nicolas Turl. Cage. All right, you just cast it and made it better. Nicolas Cage is Turl, yeah. Nicolas Cage yeah. is Turl, absolutely. Here's my here's my second nice thing. And we've been saying how bad everybody is in this movie. Yeah. And I'm not saying the actor is good oh, in no. this movie. Oh, here it comes. But for some reason, out of everybody, I was most endeared to Forrest Whitaker. Oh my gosh. And I think it's because, and maybe this isn't a good thing, but his character was so dumb and so clueless that he was kind of endearing the way he was trying to one-up uh, Travolta okay. with his leverage, and the way he, he would just, and every time it didn't work, he'd be like, oh, no! And there was just something so dumpy and dumb about the character they, that it was just, it made like it made me laugh, and that was the only part where I felt like I was getting genuine comedy. It was like, I mean, he gets his his hand shut off yeah. at one point. He just looks at it and goes, "Oh, I hate Mondays." Yeah. And it's just it, there's just something about his like workaday stiff that is trying to become senior staff, and it's just that's it. That's that's the most that's the nice thing I Look, can say I, about it. I know this is your house, but get the hell out. <laughs> You're done. Please leave. <laughs> No, obviously this character was dumb, and the acting was dumb, and the movie is dumb, and I hate it. There is something always <laughs> endearing about the blue-collar guys, like, hey, boss! And the I boss just... is like, no, sorry, get back to cleaning the toilets. Going back to the look of this movie, though, I think, like, if you told me that they based Kerr's appearance on the Cowardly Lion after he gets glammed up in The Wizard of Oz, I would believe you. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in here, I mean, they look like they... All the Cyclos have dreads, uh, yeah. and all the humans have wet rat hair and they're so bad like all the yeah. cycles are so bad they look like it was all the pr- principles in this movie yeah. look like you would expect like a, a they were merchant stilts. like a merchant vendor yeah. in like attack of the clones in the background yeah that's the level of because so. they're supposed to be like eight feet tall nine right, feet tall so you liked kerr 
No, I'm not saying I liked Kirk. You liked him and you thought he was good. There's something endearing about that. Okay. Again, so it's a concept thing. So you approve of uh, Forrest Whitaker's choices in playing the role <laughs> and how he played it. Crystal, are you hearing this? Are you hearing what I'm hearing? I, I, I'm hearing it. I okay. mean... All right. right. <laughs> you do what you got to do with this okay. movie, okay? Right. Yes. Again, digging deep. Nick, last nice thing. <sighs> last nice okay. thing. All right, well... I don't feel like they really took advantage of this as much as I wanted them to, but <laughs> I liked I liked the look whenever we got like a pullout shot of the like crumbling city ruins. Mm -hmm. I liked that. I liked I don't the, th the establishing shot. Yeah, the, establish was the best shot. Yes, they had. You had maybe the, in the movie when Johnny first kind of discovers that he's in a city, not the thousand year old golf course that's still standing, the mini golf not course. That, yeah, but. When he sees the city for the first time, and then later when we see, I don't know if it was a White House or the Capitol building, it wasn't Capitol. that. Capitol, okay. Um, I thought that or was. the library. The Library of Congress. Library of Congress, you're right. I thought that that, like that shot of DC was pretty cool. They did a nice job with that. Um, but it was never really developed more <laughs> no. than like a. It, so basically, it was like a matte painting that I was like, oh, that's a cool concept. Yeah. So, that. I still, yeah, that, I mean, that does, it does look bad, though. Yeah, it does look bad, <laughs> but I, I love that concept. Like, I love stumbling onto, like, Earth yeah. ruins. You know, I like yeah. that. Something I really liked about the book. Yeah. So it was cool to see that, but it didn't, no. it didn't really, All right. didn't really do it. But that that's my nice thing. That's your third nice thing. That's my th I'm done? You're done. Oh, now you just have to nice. listen to that's Crystal it. and that's I. I'm walking out Figure the store. Out, yeah. <laughs> All right, Crystal, bring it home. Okay, so I will say that... I, air quotes, liked Johnny's character. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I Okay, so I liked that he was very strong-willed. I liked that uh, 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 slave prison prison scene, whatever, where he's got to fight the head dude, you know, and he didn't lose, he didn't back down. I liked that he won that. Oh, that I liked food that slot, once, That's the food, right, the food scene, food yeah. We all eat at the Nick same was, time. Nick was covering his eyes. Yeah, I was, um, I crying. that he... <laughs> I like that once he got the knowledge, like he wasn't just this dude that was, because when you meet him, he's very like gun ho he does what he wants, yeah. you know, very stubborn, headstrong, you know, he's always ready to fight type yeah. situation. So I like that when he finally got the knowledge of the aliens, mm -hmm. he was smart enough to realize, okay, I'm going to need this information, yeah. you know, not just my brawn to win this battle. Right. So I liked that about his character. You know, okay. I I can relate to that because because again in the book, that's that's what's so nerd alert. I know. Me saying in the book, I have said in the book as much as they said I man animals. Well, I I assume I it's you. Word leverage one more time. Uh, yeah, exactly. I assume you saying in the book is your way of just like bringing yourself back to. Sanity. It's how like, I keep one. No, no, it's this way. It's in the I, book. It's in the I book. Keep one foot in reality, but no, I, Crystal, you're absolutely right about Johnny's character, it, and it's especially true in the book. He's so. He takes full advantage of these situations, and there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of his struggle in the book is deciding whether or not he's going to escape because he can on many times, but staying because he realizes that he needs the knowledge yeah. to save the planet more than he needs to escape and get back to his dying village, yeah. which makes for for just a really intriguing dynamic and a thread that yeah. ran throughout the book. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You might like it. I know it's long, but you yeah. you might enjoy it because a lot of the things. I feel Crystal like out of everybody in this very bad movie um at least that actor had a very good grasp of his character and i, I thought the actor, a good he, job. he's pretty down to earth uh this movie won every single razzie award it was nominated for the like the awards for the worst movies of the year and uh barry pepper said 
had he known he was going to win, he would have attended. <laughs> and awesome. uh, unfortunately, John Travolta did not attend, so they used a Turl action figure to accept <laughs> the award. <laughs> Wait, there are Turl action figures? This that was literally my yeah. next question. Stop like, everything. This this might depress you guys, yeah. but the movie did make about $100 million in total due wow. to DVD sales wow. and all that other stuff. Wow. So it somehow made some money. Crystal, uh, tell me if you think this is true, but I think it's only fair that Eric purchase a, a turtle action figure both for you and me <laughs> as as payment hear me out you want Toro's face on your desk yeah. every yeah, day reminding like, you of this hell i Nick, do i really want to be in solidarity with you on this but i really don't want one <laughs> okay well we'll get you a johnny good boy tyler she wants that she'll take a she johnny wants the good johnny boy you'll take a turtle either like i, I will want, take I a turtle yeah. And I Eric can have Kurt. Fantastic Four action figure, and I want them yeah. all. Well, know, the Johnny, I'm sure the Johnny action figure comes with pre wet hair. He does. And yeah. it constantly stays wet and yeah. smells wet. Yeah. And with barking as uh, well. Why? No, serious question, guys. So the aliens, terrible teeth. Why did all the cave people have great teeth? Explain this to me. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Notice right. it immediately. All right. Here's my last nice thing. All right, guys, this is the one I had to stretch. I, by the end of the day, by today, I had two nice things. And then I had like two hours before this, I'm like, I've got nothing. And then I, I just kept coming back to this one scene. And I'll tell you, I'll explain to you why this scene sticks with me as being like the nice thing. There's the scene where Kerr or Forrest Whitaker is like, because the ships are showing up and Johnny Goodboy yeah. is going to jump off a cliff and, and risk his life because he'd rather die free yeah. than work with the cyclists anymore. Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker character is like, huh, why was he going to jump off a cliff? Man animal <laughs> must be able to fly. And John Travolta's like, man animal can't fly. And here's what I like about this scene. You could show this in a high school class as a proper use of the scientific method. Huh. Because the, the two characters <laughs> well, it's a do teachable this. moment. It's okay. a teachable moment. Step one, ask a question. Can man-animal fly? Step two, uh, background research. I've never seen them fly. Step three, construct a hypothesis. Just because you've never seen them fly doesn't mean they can't. Step four, test the hypothesis by doing an experiment. <laughs> Drop man-animal down a cliff. Step five, <laughs> analyze the data and draw a conclusion. Man-animal is dead. Wow. They can't fly. Wow. Step six, share your results. This so. movie is so confused because that was actually, you know what? That was a decently, that was, out of all the terrible scenes, that one was not bad. And that one actually made me like a little stressed out for the poor guy who's about to get thrown off a cliff. He I'm like, oh yeah, it's stressful. You see, yeah. And then the other scene that I thought was decent was that scene where he's messing with, like Nick said earlier, where he's messing with uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. And yeah. then he pulls a head he's out like, of the Or is it in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And it I gets like, like really scene. dark really fast. Yes. So just, yeah. You know, what the the him jumping or uh, getting ready to throw somebody off the cliff scene is kind of reminiscent to the very first scene with Johnny and Turl where Turl's intrigued that Johnny can shoot the gun oh, and he yeah. tells the guy like yeah. try to take the gun from him they have yeah. that whole thing yeah I thought that was kind of an interesting Turl's a too. scientist in, he this, is. in these he movies is. He's, he wants to learn yeah he's the Bill Nye of uh, so of this. I guess 
so I guess me talking about that whole like scene with them doing the scientific math, it's another, it goes back to the first point of like, you can have fun with the idea of like an advanced alien race yeah. just treating us the same way we do guinea pigs, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And I mean, I'm not saying we th should throw guinea pigs off a cliff to see if they can fly. I, you did say <laughs> that and it's on tape, so but, we heard it. But I mean, just the, yeah, just the idea of an advanced civilization, like, yeah, we can toss them off. It's not doing anything just because, yeah, they can't speak our language and we're... I, I mean, I guess we don't, humans in this film don't know how to use technology because right. we stopped using technology. Right. I shouldn't say we because I don't want to be You're part uh, of connected to these humans. You are connected yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I feel like that's, that was like realistic. That's how it would go. If, you're, oh, yeah. if, the, if, if these aliens show up and you literally wipe us out in nine minutes, I'm not going to yeah. think you're smart. That's no. me killing an ant in my, you know, I get out the raid, the ant's dead. That's terrible. But it ha that's, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, all that I bought it, it just, it yeah. didn't always come across. In some scenes it did, and then in other scenes it was just, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's it. We said our nice things. All three of them. Amen. And that is as nice as we're going to be on this episode. That was nine things about the movie. Yeah, I, it's called Three Nice Things, but in total we always have nine nice things. That's a good way to look at it, Eric. <laughs> so, I want to thank both Nick and Crystal for being on the show, for watching this movie and then coming up with nice things to say I, about it. I cannot say that you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Never again, Dusk. Oh, no. You, you can thank me with the Turl action figure, Mint in Box. <laughs> mint in Box? I'm sure I could find one Mint in Box. You Please better, take you them. better. Buy this. Crystal, where can people find you? Absolutely. Uh, right now, people can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash uh, Crystal Store. My name and over on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Street. Yes. And Nick? Uh, well, after this movie, you can find me in therapy because this really, <laughs> really did a number on me. Took me apart brick by brick. Uh, you can find me over at the All the Books Show podcast. You can find us on Twitter at All the Books Show or SoundCloud.com slash All the Books or really anywhere that you find podcasts. You can find us there talking about Battlefield Earth for one and yeah. many other things, author interviews and all that. Nick uh, did the one on one interview with Mike Nesmith of the Monkeys. Michael Nesmith of the Monkeys. Yes, I did a 40 minute interview with Mike Nesmith about his novel. Uh, the Long Sandy Hair of Neptune Zamora. Yep. It was great. I yes. loved it. You can find that episode as well as interviews with Elliot S. Magan, comic book author, uh, Martha Wells, Hugo yep. winning author, many, many others. Yes. Soundcloud.com slash all the books. All right. And again, you can find me at Dusk versus Tweak basically everywhere. Twitter, uh, Twitch. That's how to find me. My and again, space, Friendster. Apart from most of the other shows on the Radio Meanwhile Network, uh, again, I co-host the podcast, The All the Book Show. And I, we want to thank prophetic music for our theme song and want to ask you to join us in upcoming episodes where we're going to tackle 2015's Fantastic Four and Dragon Ball Evolution, the live-action Dragon Ball film. Uh, and again, you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. And please follow us on Facebook or Twitter at NiceThingsPod. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. See you next episode. Leverage. No! no. And in, and in this episode of Retired Meanwhile Radio Series, three <laughs> said, nice things. You said Meanwhile yeah. Radio. Did I really? Yes, no, you did. I didn't. <laughs> Dang it. I'm trying to like get, I'm trying to like.